2: Hey, welcome back to The Good Life. I'm Guy Bauer, and every Saturday here, it's Food, One and Fun for Your Ears. And you know, don't forget, yeah, podcasts are available immediately after the show. Max is aggressively loading each segment as we finish. Uh, and you can listen anytime you want. KNSSradio.com is the place to go. There's links at goodlifeguy.com. And if you go to goodlifeguy.com, you can see not only what we're talking about today, but we've we've talked about for the last several years, and a page back, and there's links to everybody, including links to Jenny Don Sellers. If you haven't been, it's an old town. It's uh you you, you just gotta go. It's a beautiful facility that uh, was a feat to get built, and 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 it's thriving. And Jenny Don's with us today, Jenny Don, Jennifer McDonald. Is Dawn your middle name?
3: Dawn is my middle name. My grandmother would call me Jenny Dawn, and so would my mom. So it's kind of a term of endearment. I like it. Um, But as a professional, I'm Jennifer.
2: Yeah. All right, so tell me this. Where does purple come from?
3: Okay, so purple comes for three reasons. It's the color of royalty, and we're a premium wine brand. Um, I'm also a K-State alum, so purple's the K-State color. And then purple's the color of a lot of grapes. So that yeah. rich, deep purple color.
2: Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I, I do. All right, so let's talk a little bit more uh, about uh, the winery and your day-to-day operation. I know, uh, was it too long ago, was it in September, where you got a shipment of, of fruit in?
3: Yes. And you stayed <laughs> up
2: until the wee hours of the morning?
3: Oh, my goodness. So we are getting fruits and grapes from growers, mostly in the Northeast. Um, and so we had about two tons worth of, well no, it was six tons worth of fruit that we had to get processed. Um, so we had our Brianna grapes and then we got some Frontenac grapes from a grower. And so the Brianna are white grape, and so those go through a different process than the Frontenac. The Frontenac was actually a lot easier to work with because we crushed and distemmed them. The bricks were right at, um, they were right at 20, which was perfect for a red grape, and then we started our fermentation but the Brianna grapes were really juicy. (laughs) They were ripe and really hard to work with. So we actually decided we were going to make a dessert wine and do a whole cluster fermentation on them. So now we're going to start actually pressing those out here soon. Oh, that's good.
2: Well, like I said, every step of the way, there's some issue that can occur during the process of turning fruit into, into a marketable wine. And and I know it must be a challenge. And I, I can't believe you're doing it. How many folks do you employ total?
3: Yeah. So I have three full-time individuals. So my winemakers full-time. I have a tasting room manager and rest she's full-time. And then I have a business development and communications manager, Brandy Willett. She's full-time. And then I have two other part-time gals. Yeah. God.
2: Well, pretty admirable, I would say. Um, your your wines are available throughout the this Wichita area and and most every uh, wine store of note, how have you seen uh, with the COVID uh, pandemic and even outside of that, how have you seen sales outside of Kansas?
3: Yeah. So we are grateful that our wines are in about 70 liquor stores here in Kansas. Um, Our distribution sales went up 55% during the pandemic. They just really grew Um, and we're grateful for that. And then I recently started, well, I guess it's been in place for about a year. Our wines are now in Nebraska. So my home state, we're in 21 liquor stores there. And then we have the ability to ship to 39 states across the U.S. And we saw those online sales drastically increase. We started doing virtual wine tastings and shipping out our wines to groups of people who wanted to kind of you know, come together and enjoy an experience virtually. So we were grateful that because we sell our wines in so many different channels that we were able to stay afloat when we actually had to close our tasting room.
2: Yeah, but everybody who has any kind of business that had to close is just heartbreaking. I know it must have been a real challenge. Um, Let's go, let's talk a little more about the education part of this because I know, I enjoy teaching my stuff at WSU, and and, and I've heard great things that you do in, in your classes. And now you're back to doing some live in, in the cellar yeah, classes. Tell yeah. us about that.
3: So we have um, two different classes that we teach every week. So we have what's called a sommelier-led wine tasting that I lead on Saturdays, or our Wine Wednesday tastings, which are kind of similar, but my um, one of my team members will teach that class. And we basically go through six of our wines, and we pair them up with small bites that we serve in the winery and just tell people how we made these wines and kind of de- demystify the wine experience. Yeah. I feel like there's wines that are great for sipping, and then there's wines that are better with food. And so we tell people how to get the maximum enjoyment from our wines. And
2: what's it say over the entrance to the back part of the winery there? Um
3: So it says, let your moment begin. (laughs) So we believe that wine is a connector. There's all these special moments in my mind that are created through wine. Um, So we are all about creating moments with people.
2: Yeah, I have so many moments now, I'm just old and fat.
3: (laughs) There's a a lot of
2: moments behind this girth.
3: (laughs) That's Um, what I tell people, too. (laughs) um,
2: The education thing and having people come to the winery has to be a boon. One, because then you get uh, people to enjoy your product and, and... and, and become enthusiastic while they're learning. Yeah. And then they become, we, you and I both know, the more you know about the wine, its history, who made it, where it was made, where the fruit came from, it just seems to make the wine Better.
3: more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then I've been teaching a class even before we opened up the winery called wine and I feature wines all across the globe. So um, this month we're featuring wines from France, and then next month we go to Spain and Portugal and in, um, in our facility, we don't physically go there, but we yeah, bring yeah. in wines well, from Spain and Portugal. So. How many
2: folks can you seat?
3: Yeah. So right now we're still trying to do some social distancing. So it's 15 in the class. It just gives everybody enough room to have their six classes and be comfortable.
2: Yeah. And folks, if you, if you can learn more about this. It's JennyDawnSellers.com, Jenny, J E N N Y. And you, you, you need to go look. There's links, a good life guy for everything. Uh, Uh, But it's a beautiful location. Were the fire pits out front of the winery, are those yours?
3: No. So that was part of Blocktoberfest, but it just really created a nice ambiance in our space. I'll
2: I'll bet it was crowded uh, last night when the sun went down because it cooled off nice. Yeah, it did. That's great. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's take one more quick break. We come back. Let's taste some wine together.
3: Sounds great. What
2: fun. I'm Guy Barrett's Good Life. Jenny Don Sellers is what we're talking about with Jennifer McDonald. I'm glad you're with us today, and I hope you'll join us every Saturday right here on KNSS. Don't forget, it's 98.7 and 13.30. We'll be right back after this short break.
3: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island